Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howell and I'm here with Chris Gladden. What is up, Chris? How we doing? Good, man. Um, so you have some interesting stuff going on. You uh, have been working on... Um, well, not, you haven't really been working on it, I guess. You had, you had decided what cosplay you wanted to do. Um, and you had done some research on the best way to do that. Um, and then you went ahead and ordered a Kylo Ren costume. Um, we, we went through a little endeavor of measuring you so that the guy could make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, you finally got that in. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, Kylo Ren. So it's, is it's it, a lot of black on top of black on top of black. I was going to say, <laughs> so is, is it modeled after the, um, the force awakens Kylo Ren? Yes. Is there, there is there a difference? Oh yeah. The- there's a big difference when you, if you go back and see, um, each movie, which I don't suggest, but if <laughs> if you look at some pictures from the second movie, um, he doesn't have like the cape and everything. He's wearing more of just like a tunic the whole time, right? Okay, so, yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, for, I haven't seen it in person yet, but uh, the pictures I've seen, you know, it looks pretty damn good. I mean, it. it surprisingly fits really well and i'm not just saying that because you know we measured it but it was just like it's because i measured it well because you measured it and but it's i'm just surprised that with just some measurements like he's able to kind of make that work yeah, and it kind of goes back to our discussion last time about cosplayers and just how they make these costumes man and it just blows my mind yeah it really does. I mean, I, you know, I can um, measure pipe and make an exhaust and weld it. Like, but but like, if you put some fabric in front of me, like, I just have no idea what's oh, going yeah. on. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's it's really interesting too because it's a ton of layers. Like, um, there there's like a t-shirt that he like sews the arms on, so okay. the sleeves. Um, they go all the way down the like pleated sleeves are on a regular t-shirt. It's like a Gildan t-shirt, which really? I, was, I was like, well, that's kind of neat because it's, it's actually a really comfortable t-shirt. Yeah. Um, so you put that on and then there's another layer and I don't know if like on the original costume, the whole thing was pleated. Um, but like there's another shirt that goes over top of that that's pleated and it kind of meets up where the arms are. Uh-huh. Um, and then on top of that, there's this, um, really stylized fabric uh, that's kind of like woven into I don't know it just it just looks really interesting the way that the fabric is kind of woven together okay um and I mean when you look at the sh- at the movie you can kind of you can really see what I'm talking about I don't I don't know what you would call it but however they weaved it together to make that uh, that design it's it's pretty neat and then um the cape is the same kind of material right um, and it's kind of I know interesting. what the texture you're talking about. Yeah, it gives it an interesting look. It, the cape is really interesting too because you know I kind of went back and I was just kind of thinking he was just wearing like a regular old cape, but it's more of like um, I don't know like what um, a Middle Eastern kind of scarf thing that you wear, and right. then you know there's a hood on top of it also. Um, so everything fit really well except for the helmet, which is one yeah. thing I was scared of because any any of you guys that haven't met me or haven't seen pictures of me, I have a giant head. <laughs> and uh, you know, so I was I was a little worried about that. And so right now I've got my uh, helmet at home and it's kind of being stretched out. Um, I heated it up. It's made of resin, so I've heated it up and uh, I put some material in between to kind of help stretch it as it cools so hopefully it's going to fit a little bit better but i think i'm going to have to send that back um and it's not the guy's fault i mean i just have a big ass head um so i don't put that against him but uh, i think i'm going to have to take my black series helmet and modify that to fit better yeah i mean honestly from the picture you posted with the black series helmet on i mean from the distance that you were 
standing away from the camera in the picture, I mean, you can't really... Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty decent. Uh, and there's not too many modifications that I have to do, but it's still going to be a lot of work. Like, um, I think I'm going to take out all the internals, um, and then I'd like to put, like... Uh, padding in there, like real helmet padding in yeah, there to yeah. make it a little bit more comfortable. Um, it's and it's a it's a lot bigger than the other helmet that I got. Um, I don't know if it's more accurate to the movie. I'm probably less accurate to the movie just because it's made by like Hasbro. But sorry about that. It has um a lot more room in it for me to put like a fan and a speaker system so that we can uh you know I can have that kind of Kylo Ren voice. Yeah, because so you've also ordered the voice changer, right? Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that'll be here by Monday, so I can I can start messing with that um and just get that really scratchy old you know radio voice <laughs> which i think is i mean that's like one of the coolest things to me about kylo ren is his voice um yeah i don't have he, any i was, I was looking at the soundboard but... i don't have any kylo ren on the soundboard unfortunately oh man that, we're gonna have to fix it i know i know <laughs> um but yeah uh so i've got so i got i'm gonna strip out the internals um and then I need to take off the chrome piece um, so that I can paint that separately. Um, I need to... Is it not chrome? It is, but it's got like black in between. Um, like it's it's one big piece and it's kind of, I don't know, there's like a speaker in the forehead. So I'm going to have to like fill some of that in. The holes, so I'm yeah. going to, and I'm going to have to paint that a little separately. So, I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a job in there. And then um, Kylo Ren doesn't have like regular visors. He's got like a silk screen kind of thing mm. um so i'm gonna take out the the plastic visor that's in there and replace it with some kind of black material that i can see through yeah. um and then the big thing is making it one piece so it's there's a front and back to it that's snapped together so i'm gonna have to fill that whole gap around it so you're pretty much gonna um, have to repaint the whole thing then too. i'm definitely i'm probably going to bondo the whole thing on the outside because it's also more textured than kylo ren's helmet really is um so, so to, get, to get that sanded and get the smooth finish. yeah get i mean it's not a super smooth finish that he's got yeah but if you but say, i mean yeah, yeah so you don't want to use 2000 grit sandpaper right but, you know you use maybe 800 a thousand it'll probably come out yeah really. And something just that just looks a little bit cleaner than that one. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I'm going to have to repaint it. Um, but I think it'll be a much better helmet after that. It'll probably be a better helmet than what I got from him. Not may, might not be as accurate, but it'll be more comfortable and it'll be well that's have, the thing like, like right? i said I if mean, i have a fan yeah you, and the well, voice you changer need a fan, and all that stuff you know? yeah i mean I, I can't imagine wearing a helmet like that around all day yeah i mean that costume too like i said it's like three layers i was gonna say did he like give you instructions like here's how to put it on no i just kind of figured it out because i would be like what's I, funny what's funny though is that the first time i put it on like I assumed the pleated thing was on the outside, and yeah. so like I went, I took pictures in the bathroom, <laughs> took my little selfies, and then I'm like, I better look at pictures of Kylo Ren <laughs> before I post these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had to take off the shirt and and redo it because I'm like, somebody's gonna call me out for having these wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I changed that up, and I got my gloves already. Um, I went and bought some pants, um, some some black jeans to go with it, and I've got the only thing I'm waiting on now are are my boots, and they're saying next week they're supposed to ship hopefully so hopefully i'll have that whole yeah, costume those boots here together are, you know um you use the imperial boots yeah yeah which is a so they pretty much only make boot i mean that's what they make them for is 
cosplay. Yeah. But they do them in batches, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they wait until they get so many orders, and then they, like, make a bunch. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know where they're I mean, it out makes of, sense. either. I mean, I'm, you know... Um, going through selling shirts with with another thing I'm interested or involved in, and it's kind of the same deal. Like you don't want to just be sitting on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, if your market is not big enough to where you know you're guaranteed X Y Z amount of sales, like right. rather than have a, a warehouse full of boots that they're not going to sell. I mean, they don't lose. That's anything, true, especially right? when you consider size at different sizes yeah. too. And that's the thing, I, you know, I, I did, I've done shirts in the past, and I still have some in like smalls and mediums that like just nobody bought. Right. And that, what do you do? I mean, that's, you know, um, if there's no market for it, there's no market for it. So especially with what they're doing, it's not like they can just offload them to some retail store. Yeah. And there's a very specific niche market that buys what they sell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It, and I mean, their customers are going to vary quite a bit in size and whatnot. So, yep. I mean, you figure the average size you're probably going to run into for a man is 9 to 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, that's, that is a lot of stock to keep you know, three or four different, four or five different sizes for each line of boots that they have. And, yep. and, and like you said, I mean, multiples of each one. I mean, their boots are super stylized. So it's not like I'm going to be sporting these boots with, uh, <laughs> no. with a, a pair of blue jeans or something like that outside of cosplay. So, but they're definitely not cheap either. Uh, that's, I mean, you're, you're paying a lot of money for these things. I'm, I got mine on sale. Um, luckily I waited till the second or till the next wave. Cause the wave before, like they were, uh, like two hundred and seventy-five dollars, I think. That's just for the Kylo ones. The Stormtrooper boots yeah. are cheaper, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was like sixty dollars shipping because you have to do um, what is it? Uh, I don't know, some kind of expedited shipping because if you do their economy shipping, like they say, it can take like two months or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like they throw it on a boat somewhere. Or like yeah, that. somewhere in, in yeah. Asia, I'd imagine. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. And so, like the the boots would have cost you know, 325 bucks or something, $335 somewhere in there. And, uh, I got mine on sale. And so they were under, under 300 bucks with shipping and everything. So pretty darn expensive, but I mean, well, everybody um, says they're like super comfortable. Yeah. And well, that's what the guys, when we were over at the 501st guys and they were helping Aaron and I yeah. with, with our stormtrooper armor and, you know, they were like, these are a little expensive. Yeah. You can, you know, you can go get these kind of boots and paint them and whatever, but like they're worth the money. Yeah. And I was like, well, how much, you know, stormtrooper boots were not that expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the cheap boots. If you wanted to like do it yourself way, I'd have spent like between 40 and 50 bucks. Right. I think from that on that website, they were like a hundred or 120 and I'm right. like, well, I'm not worth, I mean, shit for 50 bucks. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, have a hassle about it and not yeah, get going to take you eight hours to do it and yeah it's, it's like, not worth it's not worth the you know the 50 bucks that, that it would cost yeah. me to especially if you screw it up i mean yeah. that's always my big thing like doing stuff well, like they this don't like, last as long either that was yeah. you know like they were you know like the paint comes off and mm-hmm. the, the cheaper ones wear easier and stuff and it's like well i just spend the more the extra money I mean, right um but, but yeah, yeah anytime i do a project like that i'm always just scared that i'm i'm gonna mess it up and and then it's like well now not only do i have a crappy pair but now I'm spending the 300 bucks yep. on the next well, we, pair. We talk about that all the time in anything we do, right? Where it's like, we do you try and save a little money up front or do you just do it right from the beginning right. and suck it up and bite the bullet? And usually the correct answer is suck it up and bite the bullet and do it the right way. Yeah. The only like cheap thing that I've gotten for this costume are the jeans. I got some like Arizona jeans <laughs> and I uh, actually got them on sale at JCPenney for like... It was like fourteen dollars or something like really? that with tax and everything. Okay. So, uh, but they're they're like stretchy jeans, and I didn't know that they made men's stretchy jeans. I would not know, man. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't know either. But like, I guess his jeans are kind of like they're not like skinny jeans, but they're a little bit on 
the tighter side. side yeah. um, so I wanted some that were going to kind of match that motif. So I picked up the skinnier ones and I was like, and then I saw that they had the stretchy ones. So I was like, well, I mean, if I'm going to get some tighter jeans, <laughs> which, but what's funny is like, I, obviously I'm a bigger guy and I've never put on skinny jeans before, but so I was trying on different jeans there and I put, I tried to put on the skinny jeans and I actually had to call somebody over to help get them off of me. Like really? they got stuck around my calves. Yeah. I can't do it either. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I can't. I was like, I'm like, holy crap. I was like, I was like, I know this is going to sound really weird, but can you just pull these a little bit below my calf while I, I like try to like get the rest of it off? And like, it, it was, it was kind of embarrassing because of course it's a woman there and you know, like, how do I... <laughs> How do I even approach this lady and ask her to help me take these See, jeans I, off? You, you know, you had to know it was going to be a little tight when you started putting it on. Yeah, I mean, they did, I, they I, slipped on really well, though. Like, oh, they really? were kind of stretchy. And then once I tried to pull them off, like, I just couldn't get a good grip on the bottom. And, you know, when you, know, when you put on a pair of jeans, you just kind of, like, yank them up and you're yeah. good. But there is no just yanking them yanking down. them down like that. It's <laughs> they were on there. <laughs> no, yeah, um, so, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'll never be wearing skinny jeans again. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it in person, and um, I think you'll be wearing it to our Halloween party. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you'll probably be wearing it to Supercon. I'm going to wear it every chance that I get. So anything, anytime somebody needs somebody dressed up, and I can show up. I'm coming. You're coming. <laughs> <It's Kylo Ren. laughs> and you know, Aaron's been working on his, his, his Sith his costumes. Sith acolyte, yeah. So he's pretty, he was pretty excited to see that I'd posted that too. And he's talking about wanting to do, do some things with, with cosplay. So I don't know what he's got planned, but he's a schemer. So he's always got something in the back of his mind. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so we might have some cool stuff coming out from that. Um, he's talking about <laughs> shooting video and stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know if we're going to be doing like parkour and shit or what, yeah, what he yeah, wants to know. do. But <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that um, I, I'm. I think you made. It, I like the Kylo Ren. That you, I like that was a good choice. Yeah, um, I, you know, we're talking about Vader, but I think Vader's a little bit more complicated from the sounds of it. I mean, what you what you got i mean it's pretty simple it doesn't seem like it's tough to put on or wear yeah. or move around in or mm-hmm. you know whereas that vader costume i can't imagine like putting that on and you know i mean yeah, plus it's leather you know it's leather with those big ass shoulder pads and i mean that can't be comfortable or no. easy to walk around in all day i mean it's like i'm you know i'm talking about this being hot but that's got to be really hot i yep. mean like leather does not breathe very well no I mean, even the guys, you know, in the Stormtrooper armor say that, like, if you're outside at all or if it's hot at all, I mean, like, you can dump sweat out of your helmet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, a, that's another and, reason and, why and, I'm kind of leaning towards the bigger helmet because, you know, being able to stick a couple fans in there yeah, and there's, with that yeah. extra room, yeah. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be kind of nice. I mean, having any kind of breeze going through there. Uh, one of the nice things about that that helmet, though, is with the mesh eyes. Like breathe a little yeah, bit there. it's going to breathe a little bit better. You're not going to have to worry about your lenses fogging up and stuff. But obviously, it's a little harder to see out of it. But I mean, wearing a helmet, it's going to be harder to see anyway. So yeah, no, I'm, yeah. And I, I took the helmet off and put like just the the hood over my head, and I actually kind of liked. I thought that that actually looked pretty cool. Um, like uh even with my beard and shit. I mean, obviously I didn't look like Kylo Ren with that part, but You'd I was like, man, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is just kind of a cool look. I mean, and that's kind of a, you know, I mean, realistically you can make multiple cosplays out of, out of what you have. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could maybe get a different tunic mm-hmm. or some kind of uh breastplate, 
Yep. Or some piece of armor and paint it black or red or something and then kind of be a, your own Sith also mm-hmm. with that cape. Because I imagine that's part of the hard, you know, it's got to be kind of hard to come up with something good that looks good, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that I see that's, you know, on the cheaper end is it just, especially like the Jedis and Sith stuff, it's like, it's real thin and, and it looks like wrinkly and, mm-hmm. you know, it just doesn't have, you look at the movies and they're like nice and thick. Like a, oh, yeah. They're like a, you know, um, like a, a ghee for like martial arts like they've got that nice sturdy look Mm -hmm. it's not like it's almost some of the stuff you see like especially like at the halloween stores it's like almost see-through yeah you've got that like polyester yeah it's super cheap super see-through it's gonna break and rip yeah i mean like when you and when you look at like a a movie costume or whatever they look like they're kind of like that thick wool or just yeah they just have more i don't know meat to them yep i know i agree so i think you know you've got that kind of quality already so you can expand you know rather than buy a whole bunch of new stuff you could find new ways to use what you already have Mm -hmm. and kind of change it up a little bit and uh the company that i got it from was wicked armor and they've got they've got a bunch of stuff um that you can look at like they have a lot of really cool um stormtrooper costumes and clone trooper i think pretty sure it was clone troopers yeah um and they have all kinds of different designs and whatnot that you could you could pick from so um the guy is really cool they're pretty responsive i mean usually responds within 24 hours i think that's pretty reasonable i mean you know sometimes you expect people to respond in 10 minutes well it depends right i mean with what he's doing he's running an etsy store so he probably doesn't he doesn't have a team of people right Right. so he's working on the costumes and managing the emails and and stuff so i mean he's got a lot on his plate um so but overall you know like I, i talked to him about my helmet being too small and he was you know i mean he was really cool about it he was like he apologized and he was like you know uh if you need to, just send it back, and I'll either try to fix it and see if we can make it fit, or I can just give you your money back. And you know, it wasn't like you know a twenty percent restocking fee or any crap like that. So yeah, that's um, that's I hate when people do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess in a in a business like his, you kind of got to be a little bit flexible. And at least with a Kylo Ren helmet, like, well, he, if it doesn't fit my head, it might fit somebody else's head, and he doesn't yeah. have to redo the whole thing. I mean, it, 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 I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I just his he's banking on repeat business and yeah. word of mouth because. You probably know other cosplayers. He doesn't know that you do a podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, you just mentioned how cool he was and how helpful he was. I mean, so yeah. those kind of things get around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of knows that's important. Yeah. Um, um, and, I mean, you know, like you said with repeat business, I mean, if you, I did. Hey, I, he also had a, a Darth Riven costume, which I was really considering buying before I decided on the kylo ren um, Shit, but i mean it's probably just most i mean probably a different like cloak and tunic i guess yeah but, and then there's like some armor on the chest and stuff like that yeah so or darth riven yeah Revan, so it's darth Revan, riven and then it was all also star killer was the other one that he he had okay. that i was really interested so star killer does not have armor he should just be some kind of tunic or star one of them does not i'm, I'm blanking star killer yeah. might have armor darth riven does have the armor Are i think sure? star i'm pretty sure go ahead but anyways, he has both of them. Yeah, and uh, but I think the issue, the reason that I didn't go with either of those, because I kind of I wanted to go with Kylo Ren, but then I kind of wanted something that I hadn't seen a lot of. Um, and there is a, I mean, there's not a ton of Kylo Ren out there, but I have seen Kylo Ren, but I've never seen at least locally Darth Revan or Star Killer. So I was kind of wanting to do those, but he didn't have the molds ready to be able to do those. Oh um, really? Yeah. So. He said it would have it would have taken a little bit longer. Yeah, so Star Killer he he Revan, does have some chest armor. Yeah, I guess Revan does have armor. Yeah, they, it looks like they both have armor. If you, 
I guess it depends on which Star Killer you're talking about. If you're talking about before he become he goes. That's full what I Sith. was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that I like is where he's got the helmet and. Uh, you know, he's kind of gone full Sith. He just looks like some assassin. Um, that's the one that I was looking at, which I think is, is really cool. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, the, he had some really awesome clone troopers. Um, and then I keep seeing oh, people... Cool. he's got a Darth Nihilus. I keep seeing people doing... Um, what is it? The Death Troopers? Is that what they're called? No, Shadow Troopers. The Shadow Troopers are the black guys. Yeah. yeah. Those look really awesome, too. There's, there's a couple people in the group that I see that, uh, like, that's their profile picture of those. And, like, man, I... I kind of like those too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, I mean the shit for these prices, I'm tempted to. Yeah, they're not too bad. I mean the the Kylo is the most expensive one. Yeah, but I mean the Revan is, is only three hundred twenty five bucks. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should have gone with that. <laughs> I mean, Revan's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he looks. I mean, it looks pretty awesome in my. Nihilus, mind. though, that's tempting as hell too. Which one is he? So he's from Knights of the Old Republic too. He's the the guy that's got a what the white kind of skeleton looking face. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and he's, he's got like the red tears or something like that. It, or well, red, it's red above his eyes. Red, but, okay, um, that's right. Yeah. But basically, he's kind of like a void in the force, and he like consumes planets and shit. Oh really? Yeah, well, that's really interesting. It's kind of really underwhelming in the game because he, you like here, but he's doing all this crazy stuff, and he's super powerful, and then you just whoop his ass. Oh, and then there's. Um, um, Darth Malgus, who is one of my they favorite Sith Lords. Yeah. But how would you do the makeup? Look at that. That is just, well, that's a, probably not a super awesome picture, but. <sighs> See, this is why we need to be on video so we can have people yeah. with the same stuff too. We're working on video. We guys. are working. That's actually, uh, <laughs> this is probably going to be a shorter episode because we've spent so long trying to figure <laughs> yeah, that out. We've been talking about video since I got here at 630. <laughs> um, yeah. I, mean, I can't see that. He's even got a Grievous. So this, I'm on, I'm actually on his website, wickedarmor.com. Oh, okay. That it's was under on his, his portfolio. Okay. Yeah. Does he, so is that stuff for sale? He will do the things that are on here as long as he has the molds, the molds ready. Why would they um, not be ready? Well, cause he redoes the molds sometimes or like, so he, yeah, patches. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And, and he also likes to um, update them. Like if he finds something that he, a way to make it more accurate or something like that, he'll do The only that. thing with Malgus for me, because he is definitely one of my favorite characters from that era, um, is the like the makeup. Because you can see his face. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that may... I mean... I don't think that makeup well, he, would be too a, difficult. He doesn't though. have a hair. So yeah, but you're wearing, you you can work. You got the hood though. You can kind of hide the hair. Just slick it back or something. <laughs> yeah, just shave. Just go bald. Yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah, Malgus is awesome. I think hit. I think Malgus is the most expensive one that he does. Oh, that figures. Never mind then. Yeah. Oh, he does Garrus from. He does Mass Effect stuff. He does Rex. Really? Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of really cool stuff that he's done. Um, he's also got. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I think he does an acolyte too. Oh, a Grievous? Yeah, I don't like Grievous. So. Yeah, but um, it's still pretty cool, though. Everyone talks about how cool he is, and they're just wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, he does he does a lot of stuff. And, and like I said, I mean, his stuff is pretty good quality. I'm kind of sad, because I'm pretty sure that I'm... Even though I'm stretching this helmet out, I'm not going to make it work. Tusken Raiders. But it looks it looks really good. Um, is this the armor from the uh, from Alien Covenant? Is that what the... The, the engineer uh, engineers wear. I don't know. Kind of, kind of like that. Well, let me click on it. Probably. Oh man, it. he's got a, a full size Han Solo and Carbonite. That is one thing I will have in a house. God, those are to get a good one, man. That's going to cost you some money, but that would look so awesome. I've seen people make them though. 
Yeah. Where like the if you get if I get like that's the hard part. Like Why don't I can, you just get the refrigerator cover? <laughs> yeah. No, because I want one that like is on the wall. Yeah. With like the electronics in the side that blink and shit. I mean they're <laughs> little spotlight. Some, some on lights it. around the edge. I mean Yeah. That's I mean it's it's something I've always wanted. I've got a little I've got a tiny little refrigerator that one of my ex girlfriends oh, yeah, bought mini me fridge. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah I've almost bought it. It's that. even got the little lights from Think Geek, is that what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hold shit though. It holds like maybe like four bottles or oh yeah, it's, or yeah. like ten cans or something. I've seen some of them that are like USB, and I'm like, oh, that can't do anything. Yeah, you're putting like one soda in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so check check out Wicked Armor. Excuse me, Wicked Armor out. I mean, he's got some really good stuff, and um, we verified the work quality now. So yeah. I mean, he does awesome work. Um, he seems you know Chris is happy with his experience. So if you guys yeah, are looking I'm, for, I'm pretty picky too. So he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for sure. Um. Which isn't a bad thing, and especially when you're spending that kind of yeah, money. Yeah, when I mean, you're spending when you're spending a couple thousand dollars on a costume. Yeah, <laughs> better look. Yeah. So, anyways, um, outside of that, in other recent news, we went and saw Venom last Friday. Yeah. Um, and I think at least I think from our impression, we were both pretty pleasantly surprised. I was very surprised. It was way better than I expected. I'm not saying that it was a great movie. Please don't go that far. But it was way better than I expected. Um, and I think it was, I think a part of it was because they were scared to put enough money into it to make it right. Um, I think that that's one of the, that's one of my, I'm saying is an issue that I see with it. Money um, on what front? Like where did they, where were they stingy the on the CGI budget? was, it, it was, it was, it was like it was like television show quality. I don't know that it was that bad. Some of it was a little bad, but it wasn't. Venom was done well in the dark scenes. I think he looked he looked fine. But when he was fighting, what? Well, I guess spoilers here. If you guys are, it's fine. It's been a week. Yeah. yeah, you lose. We we're gonna talk about spoilers, so just stop if you if you haven't seen it and don't want any spoilers. But um. When he fights the other, I don't even remember what the other one was called. It wasn't Carnage. It was some other term. Yeah, like he was that. some kind of gray uh, Ravage? wrath. Ravage? Ravager. Something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, when they were fighting, I, I wasn't feeling <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. And there was a couple times where like the the symbiote came off of him <laughs> and it was like crawling around. And some scenes I really liked it. Like early in the movie when you see it kind of crawling around. It looks pretty good, but later in the movie, it just doesn't look as good. Um, and then the other thing that kind of bugged me, and we kind of talked about this, was it was really short, and I'm pretty sure it's because they cut scenes. Um, one of my first issues with this, of course, other than the eyes, which still bugged me, um, but the other issue was that they made it PG-13, and I think they had to cut a reasonable amount of the movie to make it PG-13. yeah. I mean, that's Tom Hardy, I think, even commented on them having to cut out a lot of the good stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He said something about them cutting out like 30 or 40 minutes. And that's about I mean, that's what I was saying. I was like, man, it feels like we're missing about 30 minutes of this movie. Um, but to take it away from the negative, um, Tom Hardy was awesome in it. He was. He did great. I think he was a perfect choice for that character. Yeah. Um, and uh, his love interest was pretty interesting. I didn't like her haircut. The bangs. Is that yeah, what it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't the hottest chick out there, but I mean, she... I, I don't think she was unattractive. I yeah. just, her hair, I just don't like, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like she, looked like she was wearing a wig or something. Right. Um, and there were, there were some scenes that were pretty funny. Um, there were a lot of scenes that they were really trying to push the humor, and it yeah. just didn't, it didn't well, hit. Well, and we kind of talked about that after, after we, we watched the movie, and, and my complaint wasn't so much the humor, was it was the way they presented the humor. Yeah. I think that they tried to make Venom funny. Yeah. 
And to me, that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Like from what he is, or, or the whole idea of right. him, um, it just seems like he it, should. He could have been funny in like these, in kind of like a dark humor sense. Right. Like he's he's not going to be making jokes. Yeah. I mean, like that you, doesn't make sense. You he, think some of the things he says based on the situation could mm-hmm. be funny, but I really think they should have focused on Tom being funny talking right. to Venom versus yeah. Venom being funny talking to or Tom. Ven- and then Venom being awkwardly funny occasionally. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, he says something like really vulgar or ridiculous right and and the one time he did say something like that i actually laughed pretty hard because it was like one of the funniest parts of the movie but it's just like i mean you figure an alien like this is the first time that he's probably had contact with humans like he's not going to understand our humor so he's not going to be trying to he's not going to try to have punchlines. no you know what i'm saying like he's going to say weird things and they're and it's just going to be like well that's so culturally odd that it's, that it's funny. funny. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 He would say things or do things that are in his character, but they're out of, like, based on the context of what's happening, mm-hmm. they're funny. Yeah. You know, they're ironic or something. I mean, something, right? right? But yeah, he's not going to be trying to crack jokes. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. And that's that's where I was kind of like, eh. And then, so there's a part in the, uh, the movie kind of switches gears towards the end where it's like Venom wants to d- be a part of the destruction of the Earth and, and you know, the basically them taking over earth is is symbiotes um and then all of a sudden like he's like on eddie brock's side and he's like man i want i want humans to live um and there's a little bit that kind of would key you into him feeling more of humanity but there's no point where it's like oh okay. well this is why yeah i i actually like you know yeah there was no defining moment like right. there was no character change moment there was yeah. no aha moment and i i feel i feel like that was cut from the movie for some it reason may be. um so hopefully the extended director's cut or whatever kind of gives us a bit more hopefully it comes out like that because sometimes they don't give you everything still which I don't understand. With, with this much extra footage, I mean, I, I get it when it's like, yeah, we cut 10 minutes, but yeah. if you've cut 30, 40 minutes of film, I mean, surely you have to understand the like the, the value in releasing that yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Especially so. if you've cut it for ratings, like yeah. to, to maintain a PG-13 rating. Because like, when you're trying to sell a DVD, like, does it really matter? It doesn't. Well, because you can sell both versions. Yeah. So you can sell the theatrical version that's got your PG-13 mm-hmm. rating, and then you can sell the one that's got your... It's not rated, right? Exactly. Um, and then, you know, let the, let the people or the parents or whoever choose which one's appropriate or which one they want. Exactly. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't see any reason for it. I mean, there's one, one scene where Venom mentions where he's a loser on his planet, and he thinks that the combination of him and Eddie on Earth could be something, like, significant. Yeah. And I think that was, like, the only justification that we ever got to, like, why does he not want to kill all the humans all yeah. of a sudden? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you kind of see, um, like, his, you know, Eddie Brock's love interest kind of, like, fades and then kind of comes back. And, I mean, he's... Venom's kind of a part of a little bit of that. And you could kind of see, like, why that would make him, like, under, like, oh, here's what love is or something here's like that. Humanity, but it's like, right? The, but these are never more than get just that, little apes. Yeah. Kind of you thing, never right? get that full connection to him, like, being like, okay, well, now I get this. Like, you just get kind of like little tidbits of that. And again, I think that's part of, uh, part of what, uh, had to have been cut. I mean, I, I just it feel it felt incomplete. But like I said, I mean it. It was actually it was much better than I. Than I mean, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie from start to finish. 
there wasn't a point in time where I was like, all right, this is dumb. I, you know, we need to hurry this up. Let's get through yeah. this part. Um, that didn't exist. I enjoyed it. The action was good. I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I saw something the other day that Eddie Brock or Eddie Brock that, uh, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, um, committed to finishing the trilogy. Okay. So, so there's going to be a trilogy. Then. Yeah. That's what they're saying. So, so one of the things that I was reading in the group, people were talking about, I think in the spoilers thread about the movie, um, is that they were disappointed that there was no real tie-in with Spider-Man. And I wanted to pick your brain on that a little bit because you know more about the lore than I do. Right. Um, but you had mentioned when we were talking um, off-air that, that the story is not based on Venom as he appears in The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's another series, right? right? It's a whole separate like timeline kind of thing. Um, the Lethal Protector series um and there's actually a if you ever wanted to read it they've condensed it into a um omnibus okay so you can read all of them in one omnibus which is pretty cool because i saw it at the destination and i'm i kind of want to go back and get it because i've been i can't be re- expensive right they're they're usually less than a hundred bucks so it's i mean it's not too bad and when you consider that it's probably 50 comics or something like that yeah, i mean it's a value. lot of comics yeah. in there um you know, it's 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 pretty good. Um, they look expensive up front, but when you really look at, I mean, you, a comic is well, like I'll be three honest, bucks. I'll be honest. Like just the fact that it's in one place, yeah, like that's worth even if it was marked up ten or fifteen percent mm-hmm. from buying the comics individually, right? Just having, like I said, not having to. Oh, I'm done with this one. Let me go get the other one. Right. You know, I mean that that's worth it right there. Plus, it's in a hardcover. Like it's just it probably it's looks a nicer a format. Better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really, I really love omnibuses. I used to collect a lot of them, but they started they started going up in value because they weren't reprinting some of them. Oh, and okay. like like um, Ed Brubaker's Captain America series. Like there's five books and. When I sold the collection, I sold it for like twelve hundred bucks for five bucks. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was just like, man, if if they're going up to this price, like I'm just not. I've read them all. You know, it's yeah, I, they yeah. don't need to sit on my on my shelf at that. But like, I love looking. Like, I love the look of omnibuses on a shelf, but not enough to like just sit on that. Kind yeah, of not as much <laughs> as you like the way twelve hundred dollars looks right. in your account. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so that's a whole different storyline. Yeah. And it, and so Spider Man is he involved in that at all? <sighs> See, I haven't read I haven't read that whole series, and that's part of why I want to go back and read it. Um, but from the comics that I did read of it, I don't remember ever seeing Spider Man. And um, see, to me, I he might have been mentioned, um, right? But I don't remember him ever showing up. And and I'm not saying that he never did. So if you've read them all and you're like, oh, he's he was in uh, issue five, like I just don't. I mean, these came out when I was in middle school or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, so. one of the interesting things, too, and I don't know how all this works, and it's something that I haven't done any research on, but, you know, I do know that it was a Sony film. Mm-hmm. So I, this is, I guess Sony's retained the rights to yes. Venom, but yeah. not Spider-Man. Um, well, it was Fox that had Spider-Man. Fox, well, you, okay, right. Yeah. So um, Sony was the X-Men, right? Or was that Fox also? That was Fox also. So is, does Venom, Sony only has Venom? Mm-hmm. They have Venom and... Uh, I could have swore it was Spider Man. Anyways, oh, well, yeah. it, it's another it's another studio yeah. that has these rights. 
So, I mean, it's not like Sony and Disney are going to, like, buddy up to put Spider-Man, as we've seen him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mm -hmm. into the Venom movies. Right. So even if we do see Spider-Man, he's not going to be the Spider-Man that... Well, can they even do that? Yeah, it's going to be some weird cameo kind of thing if you see him, probably. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I... Kind of like a Deadpool where they had the X-Men. Yeah. (laughs) It's just kind of like, well, here's the (laughs) X-Men. And they only have a couple, right? Oh, no, in that one... Yeah. That was funny, that one scene, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, and I don't think the story... He doesn't need Spider-Man. Like, not not in this series. I mean, but I would like to see the more typical Venom. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the whole characterization is different, right? Yeah, oh, he's completely different. I mean, he's not an anti-hero in Spider-Man. He's a villain. Yeah, he I mean, is straight a straight-up up villain. Um, he's not as crazy as Carnage. Right. Um, he's not as villainous as Carnage, but he's still a villain. I mean, if you, especially if you remember the old Fox cartoon, um, you know, he he was, I mean, he was always just chasing after Spider-Man. That's all he cared about. He never helped people or anything. But in this, he's an anti-hero. He's, he is an, kind of an incidental hero. Like, he is trying to make things better, not because he wants a better world, but because it makes his life better yeah yeah you know or he's protecting you know the couple people that he cares about which there aren't very many right um so he i mean he's an he's a much more interesting character in the lethal protector than he is in spider-man and that's why i think they both have their merits right yeah i mean i i have you know um as much as i like the idea of the anti-hero but i also like the idea of this guy that's crazy powerful right like he's just he's just out to fuck spider-man up no, I mean that's cool, and he's got his own motivations and stuff mm-hmm. there too. I mean, I love, I love Spider, or I love Venom in Spider Man. Um, he's just very one dimensional. Yeah, in, no, in the Spider-Man right, Man series. right. But there, like I said, that's I mean part of the appeal, in my opinion. Um, but it's it's the reason that I like that we have different storylines mm-hmm. and different takes on on people, and it's not always just one canon story. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean the you know antiheroes are kind of getting popular. Um, we know with Venom, and then we, we saw Deadpool, which is another really. I mean, popular. most of people's favorite characters are are much, antiheroes. Yeah, I mean Wolverine, right? Yeah, Wolverine. I mean he's. He's up there with one of my favorite characters, which is kind of out of character for me, but he's but I love Wolverine. Yeah, Mr. Captain America. <laughs> the golden boy of heroes right. outside. Well, actually, his... I mean Kylo Ren, he's kind of he's kind of turning out to be an apostle. Let's not talk about it. Here. We don't know what's going to happen and <laughs> I'm just saying he was he was my hero in the first movie. So. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I think anti-heroes are... You're, you're probably right. I mean, I think people's favorite characters... Now, why do you think that is? I think that they're more relatable. I mean, people, I would, yeah, people that's can't I be turned say. on to being a hero all the time. You know, people want to do good things. Um, people want to be a part of the community and they want to help people, but they don't want to do that all the time. And like, they don't want to sacrifice everything. You know, I mean, I think people, uh, unfortunately, are on at least some level always... Um, you know, a little bit selfish. Um, yeah. and, and the idea of a hero, right, is that they're selfless. That's mm-hmm. the point. They're they're doing something always for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think in the in the anti heroes, you do get a little more relatability. And I think it's because their struggles almost seem more real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you have a, a he, the, your full fledged stereotypical hero. Like their dilemma is. How do I save both all the people in the bus and the kitten up in the tree? And right. like, like there's, you know, which is great. But then you see an antihero and like even in, in Venom, for instance, I mean, you see um, a guy again, this is we're going spoilers again, but he is, has a very lucrative career as a mm-hmm. journalist. He 
um, is asked to do something that he doesn't agree with at work, mm-hmm. and he decides, I'm going to do what I do anyway. Yeah. I'm going to put my own investigative journalism spin on it. I'm going to go for the heart of the bullshit, right? And it turns out it blows up in his face. Yep. Big time. He loses his job, which from someone in his position is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's just some lowly newsroom guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're a journalist he's and you got get his, blacklisted, yeah. like... Well, and he's got his own show, right? Yeah. I mean, it, this is not just like he's reading the, the 5 o'clock news. Yeah. I mean, he's getting, you know, going around the country, around the world doing investigative journalism pieces. Um I mean, it's the Eddie Brock show. Mm-hmm. Most most journalists don't have a, a show with their name. Right. Exactly. You know? um, so it's a big deal that he just loses his career. Uh-huh. And then in the same day, loses his fiance. Right. Right. So, I mean, he's going through these things where, like, people have probably lost a relationship. People have probably lost a job, mm-hmm. you know, over something that they were in. I mean, it was well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing it to... to you know, especially to hurt anybody that he cared about. Yeah. You know, he was doing it to expose someone that was a bad guy. But it turned, you know, all, all that blew up in his face. So that's something I think people probably find relatable on some level. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think those kind of struggles are things we see in more of the anti-hero. Yeah. And for, for you guys that are not super familiar with what the heck an anti-hero is, I'll just give you a quick definition that I found online that seems about right. So an anti-hero, an anti-heroine is a protagonist in a story who lacks conventional heroic qualities and attributes such as idealism, courage, and morality. So when you start looking at at who are anti-heroes, um, probably the number one anti-hero right now is Deadpool. Yeah. You know, um, and he's the, he's the perfect example of that. Like, he's still doing good things he's still trying still to help saving people. the world he has he family. has a conscience but his his morality is very different you know yeah, he's, it's, it's warped and twisted a right. little bit right it's not just black and white yeah you know um you know he doesn't follow the laws on how he goes about doing things um you know punisher's another good example like he's a good guy he's gonna kill those all monsters. he cares yeah all he cares about is getting rid of the people that are hurting other people but he's doing it in a very different way than a police officer would. You know, he's going yeah. above the law, um, around the law, through the law. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going any way that he can to get him. Um, actually, the Pun- Punisher was the second one on here. That's kind of funny. I'm looking at a little list of, of who they are. You know, Wolverine, we already kind of talked about him. Spawn. Which I've actually um, never seen or you read. You don't really know too much about Spawn? I don't know. He's, I mean, he's actually another one of my favorite characters. He's, is the movie worth watching? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but the HBO series, um, it's an animated series, it's is good. worth watching. Well, that's probably all. I've got HBO, so, so I'm sure I can stream it. <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not going to be on like the top par of some of the animes that you've watched or whatever. But it's it's a it's gritty. Um, it's got a lot of character to it, and it feels like Spawn to me. Like from reading the comics of Spawn, like it's pretty damn close. Um, and so if you if you don't really know too much about Spawn, um, Spawn um, is originally he was a war hero. Um, I think he worked for like the CIA and uh, a bunch of people that he worked for turned on him and they ended up killing him. Um, and he goes to hell and he makes a deal with Malbolgia, okay. which is basically the representation of the devil. Um and he comes back to Earth as, as a as a as spawn a hell spawn, which is a warrior basically for hell. Um, 
but he still keeps his mind. Um, so he still has some of his morality and stuff. And he was a decent person on Earth, but he did a lot of horrific things in the As name. A warrior, yeah. You know, it, yeah, exactly. And so when he died, he he was married. Um, and I can't remember. I think he had the daughter i think the daughter is his but anyway when he comes back his wife has a daughter and i can't remember if it's his it's been a long time since i've read these um anyway he comes back um he wants to meet his wife again um but he kind of sits in the shadows um he hides in alleyways and stuff like that and he kind of helps the homeless um because there's all kinds of gangsters and stuff like that that are picking on the homeless and then there's you know super villains that kind of start showing up and they're doing all kinds of crazy things and um he ends up fighting violator which is one of uh hell's like generals or whatever okay um and it's just i mean it just gets kind of crazy from there i mean eventually angels start hunting him because <laughs> he's still a hell spawn um actually angela was originally a spawn character angela um, yeah and she is now a guardian of the galaxy i believe oh really yeah wow <laughs> <clears throat> Which is weird because, you know, she went from Image to Marvel. Um, Ghost Rider is another interesting uh, anti-hero. Rorschach, if you remember him from uh, The it. Watchmen. I've never watched that whole thing. Yeah. It's so slow in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty slow through the whole thing. And I just I just probably don't have the, the attention span to, to do it. It's it's probably one of my favorite movies, though. It's, I don't know. It's it's one of those. It's, it's kind of a either you love it or you hate it kind of thing. Venom, of I don't course, think I would hate it. I just like I, I have a, a problem. Like if there's nothing to draw and keep my like, it's got to get going. Something yeah. something has to happen. I have to understand the relevancy of it. I hear you. And, and um, I also don't necessarily like movies that are style like that one was mm-hmm. um it just seems a little over the top so you probably didn't like sin city which was no. hyper stylized no not at all yeah i love that movie but um so <laughs> again John, that was one of the ones i actually never made it through because i just yeah it was just too much yeah I yeah even, i mean it, it has a lot of slow points too so i i can definitely get that um john constantine yeah. which is another character that's kind of got that got heaven and hell yeah it was a great kind of oh, i like that movie yeah was, i actually just watched it again the pretty other good day, yeah it's know. on netflix yeah um blade you know the vampire hunter blade half, don't pay no taxes. vampire <laughs> yeah right um and deathstroke i don't really know a lot about deathstroke he's a, a batman uh villain so i was kind of surprised to see him on here but deathstroke's also in the arrow too right is he i'm not i I never watched any of the arrow um but a lot of people compare him to deadpool yeah yeah. which is kind of funny because you know he's very similar names to yeah to deadpool Oh, yeah. And, well, and even just like what they... He's got swords and guns. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson. It's yeah. It's just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was looking at this list kind of further down. I'm not going to go... In, I'm not going to name everything off in here, but they also named Batman as an anti-hero in here, which is kind of interesting. I would actually... It's kind of funny when you're talking about that. I was going to say... Because you're talking about the Punisher. Mm-hmm. You know, he does good things, but he doesn't follow the law. He kind of does... And I'm like, that's Batman to yeah. a T, right? Yeah. So Batman has a lot of morality to him, though, but he's so conflicted in his morality. Um, so I can kind of see why people would consider him an anti-hero. I, I still think he leans more towards a true hero, um, but I guess I'm kind of more seeing him um, from that like Justice League feel where he's kind of a, you know, he's not exactly the Dark Knight um, as much as, you know, I guess it just depends on which story you're looking at him through. Well, yeah, which I mean, uh, you, know, you could probably argue for a lot of our heroes, depending on which which one, which version we're talking about, right? Right. Um, 
But I would say just, you know, yeah, I would agree. And I mean, he, it's not surprising that he's one of the most popular heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Especially talking about DC heroes. He's really yeah. the only one worth the shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one more, just to kind of, just because I see him here at the end, is Lobo. He's one of my favorite DC characters, and he's kind of like I don't know that I know him. He's kind of like a Deadpool kind of character. I mean, okay. he's just super over the top. Um, oh, he, you okay. know, I've got the statue. Oh, I was, the house I know, with the I was like, yeah, that looks familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also has a, a English bulldog named Dog D A W G, which <laughs> you know, of course, I love because I've got an English bulldog. Why didn't you name her um, Dog? Yeah, that's just a little too it's on funny. the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, antiheroes are are really interesting there's a lot of different um story arcs that you can follow with an anti-hero that you can't follow with a you know a typical superhero like captain america superman um you know aquaman those kinds right. of characters um whereas you know there's a lot of you know a lot of that feel within the x you know a lot of characters that are really conflicted um with where they stand you know, with humanity, like, even though they're a good guy, they still are like, man, humans are kind of assholes, you know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. You know, like I said, uh, Magneto was on that list too, um, which is kind of interesting. I mean, he's, I don't know if I would call him an anti-hero, but I mean, if you're kind of, right? yeah, I mean, it just, it, it, it really it depends, depends on the storyline you're following. And, and at what point in the storyline, because they may be an anti-hero for a portion of the storyline. Right. I mean, and that's what that's the thing is that you can't really put character dynamic characters in these silos because mm-hmm. they might change. Right. You know, you might have um, through a portion of his life, Magneto's a hero. Mm-hmm. Then maybe at some point he's he transitions to be an antihero. Right. And then he goes off the deep end and he's just a villain. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can even take Captain America. I mean, in the Civil War series, he kind of becomes an antihero. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. He's you fighting know, against the law almost, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, he's he wants freedom no matter the cost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it costs him a lot. Uh, you know, he he ends up dying in that in that series, you know. So you know, he's and he's doing a lot of kind of like guerrilla tactics kind of things. So yeah, I mean, he. I so guess that's what right. I mean. I think it, you know you can't really. The, the, we've talked about it before, but like what makes makes a good hero, what makes a good character, and I think a lot of it is is that they. They change over time and they react to their situations. And mm-hmm. um, they're not just, like you've said with uh, some other people, like they're not just one-dimensional. Right. Um, and depending on what might happen, maybe they, they compromise their morality a little bit or they go through something that makes them question their morality a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that's, again, may, what makes a good hero. And, and maybe that's why the anti-hero archetype is probably a little more popular is because they are a little more dynamic. Yeah. And they're not they're not so restrict you said restricted and all that they can't do that. Yeah, and I mean you can and you can also go down some of those some more of the morality holes that uh that the average person is gonna deal with that a superhero is not gonna deal with, you know. Um is is your significant other more important to you know, than saving 50 people on the street or something like right, that. You know, can you right. make that choice? You know, uh, you know, your average superhero is probably going to be able to save both no matter what. Superman. The, you know, yeah. Whereas the anti-hero, he's going to have to make that choice and it's going to be a tough choice. Um, and he's going to live with the consequences of that choice. Um, you can actually see that in a lot of the Batman comics. He he has to make these tough choices. So the more that I think about that, the more that I, I kind of agree that he would be, he would fall under the the anti-hero yeah absolutely 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot of characters that are kind of coming to mind. Um, Black Widow is kind of an anti-hero, you know, so. Really, I mean, to me, I, I think anti-hero is probably, a, and this is maybe the problem, is anti-hero is maybe a bit more inclusive mm-hmm. um, than, than your poster boy hero is, right? Right. And, and I think the term anti-hero is a little bit misleading. Right. Because it almost makes it sound like they don't have heroic qualities. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have hero and it's like, well, if they do any of these things, they're not poster boy hero, right? right. So you're left with Superman, Captain America, these kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on the most part, you know, and that's one, maybe one of the reasons that the Marvel franchise, the cinematic franchise is done so well is because I think they've taken a more anti-hero vibe with the majority of the heroes. Yeah. I mean, they've always just been a little bit more relatable, you know? Yeah. Um, their characters are not perfect. They're not super overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, I've always loved Marvel. Uh, some of my friends when I was a kid used to kind of not make fun of me, but they were big DC fans and I just never really got it, you know, like why they're big DC fans. But it was funny because they would have more Marvel stuff, but they were like, well, I love <laughs> the DC comics. And it's like, okay, well, you've got, yeah. all, the, you got all these X-Men action figures, but you don't have, <laughs> you have one Batman like, <laughs> I don't know. I had I had the Bat Cave. I had the Batmobile. I had the Bat Plane. Had all the Bat stuff. Yeah. I mean, Batman. He's he's like the one exception, right? Like like everybody kind of likes Batman. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, because he break again, he breaks that mold that the DC characters typically fit yeah. of of being that that stereotypical hero poster boy kind of yeah. kind of figure and and plays almost directly into the antihero kind mm-hmm. of thing um because i think most people realize that your your morality and your consciousness or your conscience and all that your decision making it, it it can't be perfect all the time right and you're gonna you're fully people are inherently flawed yeah and to be fair to dc the some of the newer series that have been coming out there you know like there is a lot of morality and stuff like that it's not just like superman is is like infallible yeah, yeah. um you know like the just or not the justice league the lantern core um they're very different from when i first started reading them like it was like you know if you're a green lantern you were always like a super goody two shoes and now it's not not so much like that um which is actually really interesting some of the lantern stuff is is really good even though he has like they have like the weirdest power ever yeah yeah <laughs> um but they make them pretty pretty damn interesting and they're actually pretty powerful too um so there's i mean there's a lot of a lot of different dynamics that you can kind of find with with anti-heroes and i think you know we've kind of repeated this but i think that's what makes them so special is that you know it's kind of like it's kind of like you feel like you are dealing with some of the stuff that they're dealing with yeah even absolutely. though you're not fighting villains right um no i 100 agree and i mean and I'm happy that we see that in the movies. And I think, um, obviously, with Deadpool, and I mean, you have a lot of characters that it shows that it sells, mm-hmm. and it is, and um, and the other things don't, right? Right. <laughs> it's just becoming blatantly obvious. So, I, especially for a general audience, that's the other part, right? Is that that stereotypical hero, goody two shoes? Only there might be some people that like that better, but it's certainly not the general public, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I was. Uh, I'm happy with Venom. I'm happy that the the anti-hero kind of take on on heroes in general and protagonists. That's what really the way to, to talk about them. Mm-hmm. That's the way we're heading to, to characterizing them. I think right. Um, and and I, I don't doubt that we'll keep seeing more of it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and 
we're going to start seeing more of these spinoffs like Venom. Yeah. Well, um, any th- any character that they can give a story yeah. to that's been moderately successful or popular in a comic book, we're going to get a movie. Yeah, because, I mean, they're going to start... It's just a matter of time. There's only so many epic events that they can write these co- or these movies about. Um, you know, and, and, you know, people might just say, you know, they're selling out. They're just buying up, you know, every license or whatever and and they're gonna do this and that but you know just like star wars i'm just happy that, it's that getting we're getting made. these, yeah, I'll these take things it. made i mean i'd much rather go see that than some some other like generic war movie right you know i mean 100 of the time yeah. um though yeah. i would like to see some more world war ii movies come out that are well good. i think for a while with that genre got saturated oh yeah and I think that's the reason that we've stopped. I mean, you know, for there was like a problem. I mean, it was probably when I was in middle to high school, like the first couple of years of high school. You know, you had like um, Saving Private Ryan. You had Band of Brothers. You had Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You know, you had all these like it was all World War Two. Like if yeah. it was if it was a war movie, if it was a war video game, like it was World War World War Two. Right. Um, and then closer to the end of my high school days, you know, we started transitioning to more of a modern warfare kind of. Mm-hmm. kind of um, theme and, and I think that's getting saturated Call of Duty tried to go down the future warfare route and I don't think it really worked very well yeah I mean like when they started running off walls and stuff like that I completely lost interest in that series I, I used to love Call of Duty I, I, I get I, it I did it's in not high like school, the best but, but um it was always pretty fun for me, and like I said, until they started doing all this running off walls and shit, and then it's starting to be like Halo, and Halo's cool, but it's just never been, like, other than Halo 1, I've never really been a huge Halo fan. But talking about World War Two, have you seen, have you ever seen Fury? Parts of it, not the whole thing. Is that the tanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really love that movie. Um, uh, I think I'll have to watch it. My dad was a big, he was a tanker in the army, and so, you know, I kind of have some affinity to that. My fa- One of my favorite favorite tanks is the is the sherman that they're riding around in um and that that one i mean that one's actually the easy eight if you're familiar with that it's one of the later versions of the panzer though no well i mean it's along the lines of a panzer i mean are you talking about a tiger yeah i mean i just really german german engineering through those days just kind of made us look silly yeah i mean panzers were nothing special i mean regular like a panzer four pretty much the same thing as a sherman i mean but the i mean the tigers were terrifying you know they were much bigger tanks they had lots of armor that movie actually shows a very good display of what it does what a tiger can do to a platoon of shermans i mean it's not uncommon for a tiger by itself to take out an entire platoon of shermans no shit um and them not even do anything to that tiger like they the rounds that they had were 75 millimeter cannons and uh they weren't high velocity enough to break through the arm the front so it just armor dented- of that thing I mean, if it even it, dented well, it, because it was very angular too, right? So you'd probably get a lot of shearing off. And well, actually, the the tiger was kind of odd because it was it was actually very boxy. And what am I thinking? There was one that was a little bit more angular at the front, right? The the Panzer IV was kind okay. of angular, and then the Stug, which was uh, that was um, just a just like an artillery. Yeah, thing. it was like an artillery. I mean, it wasn't artillery, but it looked like an artillery piece. It was just like a big gun in the front. Um, there was no turret or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and those were just straight up anti-tank. Did you vehicles. ever play? Uh, this is a little off topic. Did you ever play Company of Heroes? Yeah, I loved That's the fantastic. first one. That yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really fun game. I mean, I've always been a huge World War II buff. I mean, I I don't go like deep in the sticks trying to learn about that stuff, but. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll get in this kick, and for you know, a co- excuse me, a couple of weeks, I'll just watch every documentary that I can find. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. But 
Fury, like I think you should watch it whole, the whole way through. I, I mean, will, it's yeah. it's a pretty yeah, good, just, it's a pretty damn good movie. Um, it's not the best war movie out there. It's not the most accurate war movie out there. So if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get it out of that movie. No, that's Band of Brothers. I mean, yeah. Well, it's not a movie, but... Right. But, I mean, it is. As far as I mean, accuracy, is, but it is. yeah. But uh, it's an interesting story. Um, it's got loss in it. Um, it's got some awesome tank battles. I wish there were more tank battles, but uh, it's got some awesome tank battles in it. Um, and it's got a lot of these situations where, I mean, you've kind of got people that are kind of that anti-hero thing. Again, you know, we've got this theme going on. Um, you know, you've got guys that are in this situation where... It's life or death, and they're making decisions um, that are going to change their lives and the lives of the people around them, you know, in split-second increments, you know. Mm. Um, And then, you know, again, I mean, that that battle where they're trying to kill the tiger is just it's just awesome because like the whole thing is is you either get to the back of the tiger and hit it in the engine to the point where it can't operate anymore and then eventually you shoot it dead or it's just gonna kill it because like i think the cannons on those things what about the track yeah you, you can you can take out the tracks but they can still kind of move still, around a little bit well and they can still operate the turret right but right I mean, the turret's you, what's gonna kill you yeah i mean if, if you if you disable the the engine the hydraulics won't work yeah and it won't i mean it won't can't aim yeah and the only flaw on the tigers was their the traversing of the turret was very slow i think it was a mechanical thing oh really was yeah, hydraulic? so yeah i'm pretty sure it was um but i think it was it, it might have been assisted or something like that but it was it was very slow to traverse um that was like the big flaw in it and uh the t 76s i think the the russian tanks yeah, the russian, i think yeah. that they had that same issue uh, they were very slow to traverse. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything. You know, you probably know more about all that than I do. The the, the uh, tanks we have today are pretty ignorant. Yeah. I would not want to be on the, the wrong end of one of those. Yeah. I mean, uh, an, an, an Abrams. M1A3 Abrams fires a 120 millimeter cannon, you know, compared to the 75 millimeter cannon. Oh, and it doesn't miss. Yeah. <laughs> Except for in the fog. Oh, does the it not fo- do so well? Fog. Mess it. Well, hopefully, there's nobody listening that's gonna go back to the the Russians or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they know at this point. But uh, fog messes with um, the guidance systems. Really, um, it's you. Well, you think you can't see through fog. Thermal doesn't work through fog, so you can't see the target that you're trying Can you to just shoot manually at. like aim outside. I mean, if you have some. I mean, because the other tanks are going to be at the same disadvantage, right? Right. So it's not like it's specific to the Abrams. Right, but you're also, you know, you have to follow rules of engagement. If you can't see a tank, you can't shoot at it. Mm. Um, that, you know, that's that's common military doctrine. Um, and also, it's going to be hard to shoot at it because you have to... You have to... Why is that? So you don't hit other shit? Yeah, you don't want to hit innocent people. You don't want to accidentally shoot. You know, you don't want... You know, you're talking about a 120 millimeter cannon. I mean, that thing can shoot like two miles. <laughs> I mean, it probably, I mean, it, that's probably its maximum, that's like its effective range, but it can probably, I mean, oh, that, that shell will probably go that. way further. I mean, yeah. it'll probably go like seven miles or something like that. I mean, it's just, so you don't want to accidentally aim into, you know, a village or something like that and, and, and completely miss. But they've got like laser range finders. So, you know, moving the turret up and down to get to the point where, you know, you're going to get it to the distance that you want because you obviously don't want it hitting the dirt in front of the tank. Um, but all of those systems, require some kind Visual, of line of sight yeah. um and you can get through some fog with a laser but if it's thick enough 
Yeah, it's not. It's just get you know all of those you know all of those water molecules are going to disperse that that light, um, and you're 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 just not going to get there. So, (laughs) like in the army. If it's if they're having a training day or something like that and it's foggy outside, like just, they're just sitting there waiting for that fog to go up so that they can continue that training. Um, so it's one yeah. of the one of the big disadvantages. And, of those and tanks. you mentioned the, uh, the the tigers being slow and Abrams are not slow. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, all the tanks in World War Two are cr- pretty slow, except for the Chaffee was was a faster. It was a light a light tank. Um, but even that, I think even that's kind of slow compared to an Abrams. Like I think an oh, Abrams nowadays, 60, 70 miles an hour, right? On, on road, you can probably get to 55, I think. I mean, with, but I mean, you think a tank, I mean, that's really freaking fast for, you know, a 17 ton tank. Um, yeah, but like back in those days, I mean, you're talking, I mean, I think a Sherman might go ugh, 20 miles an hour or something yeah. like that. And then if you're on uneven terrain, you know, the, their shock systems and stuff like that weren't that great. So you're maybe going 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and if you're operating with uh, troops around, you're probably going even slower than that because <laughs> you can't see anything around you, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Come um, a long way, though. Oh, we've yeah, we've definitely come. But it's kind of interesting, though, because, you know, the Abrams um, came out in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, and tank technology on our side really hasn't changed that much since we've still used that same chassis, um, and I don't even think they're really looking at developing any new Well, tanks. I don't know. There may not be a purpose, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the chassis is probably the, the easy part. Yeah. But they have added a lot of upgrades. Like I said, we're on the A3 now. You're talking about electronics. I mean, that's where you're... I mean, for the ballistics and, I mean, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Sensors, cameras. I mean... The A10 Warthog kind of followed that same thing. Like, they haven't really changed that thing very much. But but that that is a gun with wings on it. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's it's like my favorite airplane. (laughs) (laughs) What what does that Gatling... It's a Gatling gun that sits out there. Yeah, I think it's a 30 millimeter depleted uranium... Gatling gun, yeah, and it just makes a it just makes this awesome noise every time. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't know if you've seen like the uh, the effect on target that that'll have. Oh yeah, those things are nasty, man. But I've seen some like these little shacks and shit that they just <laughs> they're just destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> um, there was actually man, there was a video of it uh, hitting like this big long line of tanks in uh, the Gulf War, um, and I mean it was just crazy. Like you just see a bunch of dust kick up, and then there's just nothing but flames. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I mean it took out. I mean it took out like a line of like ten tanks just going down the street, and just all of them are gone. <laughs> that thing, that thing is insane. Um, you know, it's their tanker's best friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about like kind of going back to the Abrams a little bit, like some of the upgrades that we've had um, in modern technology is like in Iraq and Afghanistan, they've added reactive armor, which is kind of neat. Um, so it's this technology where I had that in Battlefield Four. Yeah, it's my ass. <laughs> but. So if a projectile hits the armor, it reacts and does a counter explosion mm-hmm. to disperse the, the kinetic energy, the kinetic energy mm-hmm. of the round or the RPG or, um, you know, whatever is coming at it, which is, I mean, just kind of crazy. Like if you don't, if you just don't really know physics, I mean, it's kind of like hard to wrap your mind around, but it's, it's just kind of an interesting idea that you're using an explosion to dissipate another explosion mm-hmm. um, or e- even stopping from the other explosion from happening altogether. Um, you know, if you explode 
before the primer goes off on the RPG yep. or whatever. It doesn't even hit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's pretty damn cool. No, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, uh, love driving the, the tanks in Battlefield 4. Could drive them backwards through all the maps without hitting anything. <laughs> Um, so how did the, the how did the reactive armor and that work? Did you didn't have to do anything. It was just like a, a, a like a static buff. It would just basically. No, I'm pretty sure it's been a while. So again, don't don't quote me on this, but I think it would just like somehow nullify some of the damage from okay. one of the hits. Yeah. Um, but what you the strategy at least when I played. Um, of course, you never wanted to fire or have anyone. That's why I could drive backwards because mm-hmm. you did not want anyone to see your back, okay. and you never wanted to hit anybody's front. You either wanted to hit their side or their rear. Hmm. Um, so you kind of had to play games with positioning to understand like how to turn your turret versus how to position your body, right? To make sure you were getting the maximum protection because that I mean, some of those fights, if you get the if you basically get the drop on each other at the same time and you fire the first shot at the same mm-hmm. time, I mean, it could come down to like I have five percent of my armor left and he's dead, right? And then at that point, obviously, I was always an engineer class, so I could just back again, drive backwards through the map, <laughs> park somewhere, hop out and repair my tank, and then go back to business. Uh-huh. Um, but the other thing was the the weapons. So you had a primary, which was obviously your, your 120 millimeter cannon or whatever. And then you would have a secondary weapon, which some people would use like the anti-personnel, like it was basically a like 240 a, Bravo. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't a, the turret. It mm-hmm. was actually in the, Oh, like a, it wasn't co-a- a, or not a coax, but a, yes, that's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. So it was on the same plane as, mm-hmm. as the main turret. I gotcha. Um, um, some people would use that, that might, but I can't remember what those, those might be 30 millimeter machine guns. Something it was, it wasn't a Bravo cause that right. was what was up top. Yeah. That's the, yeah, the turret. I mean, they're, they're both turrets, <laughs> yeah, which turret is why it's, weapon. why it's confusing. Right. Um, but the, what we, we, or maybe it was, I don't know maybe you still had access to that, but what you definitely wanted to do was there was a secondary type of shell you could shoot, mm-hmm. um, that did not need to reload. So you like, like when you would, you could kind of cheat the reload time. So I could hit you two times real fast. Okay. And then by basically almost by the time I was done hitting you with the second shell, I was ready to fire the main gun again. Hmm. So it was this real tricky kind of like you needed to, sh- to shoot, switch weapons, shoot, and then switch weapons again. Kind of all keep alternating back and forth. Right. While kind of... I mean, it was funny when you had two guys that were good at driving tanks because you would kind of like the way they would sit there and kind of drive around to try and, <laughs> you know, make sure you were hitting. Like, I would try and make sure that his rounds were hitting the front of me. Yeah. But that I was still able to hit the side of him. So, yeah. Um, but That's yeah, that, that was um, that was fun. The vehicles in that game were really fun. And it was kind of funny. Um, because that's what really puts you above. Like, if you just try to run around on the ground in that game, you can do some stuff. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to, to have some crazy kill-death ratios, you needed to be in a vehicle and you needed to be good at it. Right. Um, but that and the, so there was the tank that was pretty good in, in pretty much all the situations. Um, the APC was all right. Um, it was really good against infantry. Like, you could just tear some people up. Right. Um, but it was a little slow and clunky. It was usually on the smaller maps. It's kind of harder to get around in stuff like that. Um, the the um, so was the was the APC just like a regular APC or was it a Bradley? It might have been a Bradley. It had a turret on it. Okay, so that's the like Bradley. a fourteen or uh, some smaller. I think that has a thirty millimeter yeah. cannon. Yeah, um, and it could fire like eight times or something before it had to like reload the clip yeah. or the magazine or whatever. Um, and then the uh, the little bird was probably the most broken thing in the game um because what you could do with it well there were actually the assault boat was definitely the was more broke um but it would the the little bird was close because you could have people ride with you 
Mm-hmm. So I had a friend that would always play with me, and he would write. We were both engineer classes, but he—you can sit on the side of the, the helicopter. Is that a is that a Huey? Mm, you know, or? the little bird, the or the UH sixty? Oh, okay, the small one. Gotcha. It's fast. Yes, yeah, it was really, it was really a scout bird. chopper or gotcha. whatever. So it was real fast. You had mis- anti air missiles, and you had a little machine gun mm-hmm. that you could hit infantry with. Um, for one, they're not easy to fly, and it took me a while. I probably spent, I mean, hours upon hours flying in the test battle, like just to get used to fly. I would try and like slalom in between trees as fast mm-hmm. as I could and like, you know, stop and pivot around a single tree and fire my gun all at the base. Like just trying to really get technical with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was decent with it, but what what made me knew I need practice was I was playing this one game and we were riding with somebody else and he was good at flying this. And I really, we really only got in it to go across the map um, instead of running. Right. So we were going to jump out, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're in this helicopter with the guy and he's attacking infantry in this building. And they had blown the wall out of the side of the building. And he flew the helicopter in the fucking building. <laughs> and, like, I just remember being on the mic with my, my friend. that we, I was like, are we really in this fucking building right now? That's crazy. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're shooting people in a hallway in a building in a helicopter. And he flew it in and then flew it right back out. And I was like, all right, I guess I need to practice more. That's pretty crazy. So that was when, uh, but, I mean, and it, so my friend would sit on the side of the helicopter and he was obviously a little vulnerable there, mm-hmm. um, but he would as an engineer, and he'd always have his repair torch out for the most part. He could also have his anti-air rocket, so you kind of double team people <laughs> that way too. Because if you're fighting somebody, like if you again, it comes back to like if you come up to another scout chopper, like you have the same weapons. Yeah. So if they hit you, like it, it's who hits who first. I mean, we're talking like one bullet from the machine gun matters. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Um, but if you have somebody else shooting an anti-air rocket out the side of your, your helicopter, that helps yeah, that's too. Gonna, that's definitely going to step it up. Yeah. Um, and But he could sit there with his torch, and if you turned a certain way, he could actually repair the thing when I, when I was flying it. So I was basically <laughs> invulnerable for the most part, unless he got shot off the side of it, or unless they unless I got hit by like a bunch of rockets. The other thing that was kind of tricky was if you got hit by rocket, um, I don't remember if it was every single time, but a lot of times they would like basically make you lose control of the helicopter. Okay. So the, the controls wouldn't really do what you wanted them to do, and you kind of had to really fight to keep it stable. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't prepared, I mean, it would be like, oh, and now I'm sideways and I'm flying into a tree. Oh, shit. I mean, so... <laughs> Um, you kind of had to be cognizant of that, but so how do how do you get vehicles in that game? Is it they're like, just they spawn on the map? Oh, so okay. like so you just hop in one. Yeah, and it, it, you know um, it depends on who's else. Like you know, a lot of times like you spawn into a game and s- the people are standing there at the helipad waiting for the thing to spawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so the trick is to be good enough at it to where they just either want you to be in it, right? Or you again. I had my buddy with me. I just didn't. I mean, there's been. There were plenty of games where I just didn't die the whole game. Right. At least I didn't, or or I could die. Like I'd get out of the helicopter, and we'd both grab it or something. Or I was in it the whole game. Um, but then the other vehicle that was I was probably the best at was the damn was the assault boat, and it was again same thing. He could sit on the back and repair it. Um, but it had this giant cannon on it that could basically shoot most of the way across the map. And then there was rockets that you could shoot out. There was a tracking rocket where you could like pilot it, like you'd hmm. fire it, and you would kind of like you know run it. You like steer it steer yeah the missile um but that was the same thing um where it was just you were good against everything you were good against other vehicles you were good against infantry there really wasn't a whole lot that could stop you especially if you had somebody prepared um so did each map have like different vehicles correct on it? Okay. yeah and they'd have depending on the size of the map like the biggest ones would have like you know you had um uh it's not a black hawk it's an apache 
Mm-hmm. And it would have there was transport helicopters, which was that that's the Huey, uh, the transport chopper with the big Gatling guns on the side and, and that kind of stuff. And then you have like the smaller maps would have like the Little Bird um, and like the the Brad the APC the Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of depended on the size of the map, which vehicle varieties they had, you know, okay. and in which quantity. Um, there were maps with uh, obviously like they're like there was one map that was all islands, and it was that was the one with the assault boats. Okay. Um, and it was it was pretty like that was the problem. Were there jets in that too? There were, but they're hard to fly, mm-hmm. and I, I they don't uh, I don't think they're. I'll mess some people up with that little bird before I mess them up with the jet. Yeah, um, I mean it seems like it'd be hard to fly one of those in there because I mean the map's only so big and they're go, yeah, probably and, going and pretty they, quick. They go fast and they're in a straight line. They don't the turning radius isn't great, so you're much better off with something with much more mobility. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, the vehicles in that game are pretty broken if you know how to, to abuse them, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and that's really it was all about. When you came up, your biggest threat was always another vehicle of the same type, more or less. So were there different mission types in that game? Or uh, was it- yeah, there were different game modes, but mostly we would play just like capture the, or like the, the standard battle, which is um, you have like your each team has a spawn and there are certain like capture points mm-hmm. on the map and your goal is to hold those. And the more that you hold, the quicker the other person's tickets go down. Mm-hmm. Um and then whoever gets to zero tickets first loses. Okay. So so you ha- you did have to have like some infantry to go grab those objectives correct. and stuff like that. Yeah, which I mean, but there's, I mean, I forget, I think it was, there's a lot of 64 players. So there's 32 people on each team. Mm-hmm. There might be ten vehicles at most. Okay. On either on either team, so there's plenty of people that are not in vehicles. Right. Um. And the the fun the more fun thing um or if you were I was always an engineer so I had uh usually some sort of rocket launcher um and then a, an assault rifle but I also had these little uh, I forget what they were called but they were like these little smart bombs that were basically proximity bombs where any, if any enemy vehicle went by it mm-hmm. it would blow up so you could but what you could do is you could throw it on somebody that's already in a vehicle and it'd blow up. But what was even more fun was like basically booby trap. So you'd like, I'd just run past a vehicle and just toss three of them on it. Right. And then as soon as somebody got in it from the other team, <laughs> it'd just blow up and they'd die. <laughs> that's it'd be fun. funny because it'd be like five minutes later and you just get like, oh, two two kills. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I remember playing Call of Duty a couple of times and I'd play a like, place like a Claymore somewhere. Yeah. And it'd just be like you're off killing somebody and then just all of a sudden you just see like plus 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that was that, that was a, a ton of fun. I liked the variety in that game versus a Call of Duty. You kind of, there was a lot going on. And, yeah. Um, it was a little more like crazy, more crazy stuff happened. Like a guy flying a helicopter into a building yeah that's pretty that is pretty damn crazy i mean and it was just it was just intense like um like it felt like real firefights a lot of the times like it wasn't just like in call of duty even counter-strike a lot of first person shooters are just feel like these they're they're games they're very clearly like mm-hmm. you're shooting with guns but they're not you're not fighting a war you're yeah, just, it really just comes down to whose guns like the fastest <laughs> like yeah, whichever one can i mean just put enough rounds out there fast enough. a lot a lot of it is i mean in call of duty that was always i mean it was uh, like re- the p90 was a ridiculous ass gun in that game. And i don't remember what i used i remember in black ops 2 i remember i used the AK seventy four U because it had a ridiculous fire rate and it had a lot of it did a lot of damage yeah compared to like an M four or something yeah I love uh, the scar and, and the, yeah that was Modern Warfare two yeah um yeah which the scar was great because it did a lot of damage too and it was pretty accurate um mm-hmm. but yeah in Battlefield you know you had a lot of these moments where it, like there was you had to work with other people and it wasn't just who comes around the corner and shoots first, like you're talking about. I mean, that was some right. of it, obviously, but, you know. The you, maps are a lot larger. Yeah, and you get into these, like, 
like the way the maps are designed are so good because you get into these like the the points are legitimately contested. Mm-hmm. So you might literally be like like there might be a group of like five to ten of the enemies like up on top of a roof holding the point, mm-hmm. and you've got to like go up the steps and like find ways to get up there and fight them yeah. to take the point. It's not just like oh we're gonna run around this map and shoot at each other until the game's over. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and the same thing, those guys might be up on that roof, and if you get in the chopper and you make it all the way over there, guess what? They're fucked. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You do a couple strafes on that roof, and they're not there anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, and there's nothing they can do about that for the most part. So, you know, it added a lot of... In, at the same time, you could be up there holding the point, and oh shit, there's a helicopter just comes, you know, you're just looking over the horizon, all of a sudden a helicopter comes up right in front of you, and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I'm kind of disappointed because I don't think any of their more recent Battlefield games have kind of replicated that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last time, couple times I've went to play Battlefield, it's just the servers didn't feel so full. Um, so it was Battlefield One that you're talking about. That was you? four. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't played one, and I haven't played the newest one, Battlefield Five either. Yeah, I've never played any of them. But really, sounds like I've been missing out. Yeah, you like them a lot. Um, it's again, it's it's not real war. I mean, if you want that, you need to play Arma. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's about it. It's, a, it's the, the most the best mix of like war realism and also like arcade fun right. that you can get in a game. You know, whereas Call of Duty and most other shooters are going to be more on that arcadey fun, mm-hmm. silly style. You you got um, Battlefield that, that tones that down. There is some degree of realism. Also, one of my favorite things about Dice is this: they sound fucking phenomenal. Like just the the sound in that game is unreal. Hmm. Um, I, I had uh, you haven't heard my surround sound at all, but when I was in college, I had my computer it set up in the room to where my surround sound was was around it. Okay. Um, and I mean, dude, the jets flying over would like shake the fucking house. Hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, and then you're sitting there, and there's you know tank cannons and shit. I mean, it was it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um. Hmm. It doesn't. It's not as fun with with a headset. It it, it works. Yeah. Um. But just that that open loud boom. Yeah. I mean, I mean a headset's just not going to give you the bass. It doesn't. That, no. That a subwoofer's going to get. No. And I mean, and even yeah. I mean, all of it. Those the speakers are. Um. Even my front left and right speakers are eight inch drivers, so that they're not small speakers. Right. Um. But yeah. I mean that. I do miss that part of it because even I mean nothing has sounded as good as that. You yeah. felt you felt like you were there. I mean that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I never really, when I used to play, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that, I never really had, like, a good sound system. Like, mm-hmm. now I've got, like, some Bose systems and stuff like that, so it'd probably sound a little bit better, but now I don't really <laughs> play video games. Yeah, and, and it's so. hard to set up. I mean, that takes, you know, I've got a receiver and, I mean, it's 16-gauge speaker wire on everywhere. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, those speakers are fucking big. Yeah. So that it's not like it's easy to put, and especially with a computer, you need to be in the middle of it, you know. With a TV, it's it's at a, it's on a wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want and it, I like playing at a TV. I don't want to play on a couch, right? Um, because I just can't. You know, people always advocate for for consoles like that. Like, oh, I want to chill on my couch. And I'm like, yeah. I if always, I'm being competitive, like I cannot sit on a couch. Yeah, I have to. I always pulled up my little computer chair in yeah. front of it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, but I do miss it, and I hope that they can go back. I was kind of disappointed with Battlefield Five. It hasn't. I haven't done too much research into it or watched too much, but I know some people were pretty disappointed because it it seems like it's going a little bit more of the Call of Duty way. Yeah. Um. But I was really looking forward to a potential like World War Two setting, but like Battlefield Four because the first Battlefield game I ever so played, Battlefield Five, is World War Two. Yes. Okay. Um. And Battle, Battlefield One was Battle. It was World War One. Okay. Um. Or something. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like machine guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But the first 
Battlefield game was Battlefield 1942, okay. which was that was the first one I ever played. Yeah, and I mean, it was obviously World War Two, the and, start of World War Two. Yep, or the um, start of America's World War Two. Yeah, um, and then after that, you know, you had Battlefield Vietnam and and stuff like that. Which that was awesome because you could fly the helicopters and you could play like, you know, the rock music and stuff out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, those were the games I started with. So I was kind of hoping to get back to those things, but in a in a more realistic kind of visceral sense than, mm-hmm. than a little bit more stylized that they've gone with. Which I understand, I guess, from a, a sales perspective, but it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, you just haven't played PUBG, which we need to do. Yeah, um, we have been talking about that for a little while. It's hard to freaking find time, and now I'm starting, you know, now I'm working on my master's, so <laughs> there's, there's another time sink. No, yeah, I understand. It, it, or, yeah, and we got video. We got to figure this video thing out, um, which I think we have figured out. Yeah, really, I, I mean, we just have to get the equipment We're now. like 95% there. Yeah, I think we've got it worked out. I think the, luckily, I mean, realistically, what, what uh, we had planned initially is not going to work. Yeah. Um, so I think we've, we've actually, it's kind of, we made a lot of, it's funny. We hadn't made progress in like three weeks. And then today it's like, all right, we got it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Um, stumbled on some good resources that I think really, it was kind of, you know, pretty much exactly what we were looking for. Yeah. Um, so I think we should be good to go on that front. We just got to get the stuff and, and make sure it works and get it set up and, and yeah, do so it. So we're hoping, hoping by the end of the year we can have at least something going on. I mean, yeah, I mean, I well, even anything, before then, we were going to take video at the convention mm-hmm. uh, at Louisville Supercon. So even if we don't have the podcast that we can do live on video, um, we're going to at least be able to take video. And, yeah. and, you know, maybe at some of our events and stuff, we'll be able to do some video and, and stuff like that. Um, but, yes, definitely by the end of the year, I'd like to be able to, to get that something going. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, oh, one of the things I want to touch on real quick, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up shortly because we're running out of time. I know it's getting kind of late. Um is Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you had mentioned it. And, and not, again, I haven't watched the whole thing, so I don't really want to talk a ton um, cause I still don't know what's going to, going to happen, but I, I tried to watch it before and I just could not, I had to watch the first episode. I couldn't pay attention and I'll be honest. I still don't really even know what happened in the first episode. Yeah. Cause I couldn't really pay attention, but it was one of those things where I was like, I just need to keep watching this. I had the same thing happen. Like when I first tried to watch it, I was like, man, this kind of, I just wasn't feeling it. And it, yeah. I mean, it could just be that the first episode is just not a good It doesn't, episode. I don't think it drags you in. I don't yeah. think you really understand. You don't get a sense of, of like the epicness that's going to come yeah but once you get a couple episodes in it's like it's kind of addictive well things like they're what i've really liked about the series is they're really good at like spoon feeding you like these tiny little like twists or Mm -hmm. this tiny little bit of information and it's like it just like they i feel like literally they've constantly taken like what they've done or what you see in the previous episode like they take it up a notch Mm -hmm. and take it up a notch and you're like oh wow shit what's gonna happen next you know like constantly like literally i'm i'm uh it's kind of funny because cassidy uh was like she was gonna start she's watching tokyo ghoul currently which i'm okay with i just i I can't get into it the last couple i watched some episodes with her uh this week and i was a little more into it than the first couple episodes that i'd watch Mm -hmm. with her so it definitely has gotten better than it was in the beginning. Um, but it's still, I just know their powers. I don't really get it. Yeah. They've got some, there's things coming out. Of it's them. not bad. I just don't, I don't know. It maybe it's just not for me. I guess uh, to <laughs> me, I, they're the tentacle things they have coming out of their back. Like to me, I'm like, can it not come out of your arms or like, can right. you not morph in some other way? It's just kind of weird. They've got these like out of their backs and it's, I don't know, but, um, attack on Titan. Uh, so I think she was kind of mad cause she's like, you started watching that without me. I was going to watch that next. I'm like, well, it takes you freaking six months to get through <laughs> 10 hours of anime. Right. Like, um, I can't, I'm not going to wait. So I started watching it and I was on like episode 
seven or eight yesterday. Oh, so you're still on the first season. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't even. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah, it too much. Yeah, we're not going in-depth at all. <laughs> no, no. So Because I don't know. what. Well, yeah, but I, but I just wanted to touch base a little bit that I'm, I'm a little impressed with it. Um, and it was kind of funny because today she's like, how much did you watch? And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I was got really good, and I was like watching it this morning while I was eating breakfast, and I was like, "Shit, I got to, I just, probably, I got some emails to send, but this is really good. I want to see what happens next." And I just kept doing that, yeah. and and um, because it was, and still, I'm like, I'll, I'm sitting here looking at the time, like I probably could watch two or three. Does it kind of have like a '90s feel to you? Like I Yo, think that yeah. was one thing yeah, that like for really sure. got me. The into animation it. is obviously better, but this, yeah. the plot. Is yeah. for sure. So one of the things that still turns me off to this day about the show, though, is the tight. I don't necessarily like the design. Them being, na- I know I mentioned it was that they were naked first. That's a little weird. But the more, but the more I'm looking at them, they're just not fucking intimidating. Yeah. Like they, all, I think that's kind of the thing, though. Like they, like they these, don't want them to be intimidating. Maybe, but they eat people. Yeah. So like, but I don't I think know. that's part of what makes them so creepy is they've always got this like weird ass smile. They got these dumb faces. They look like the dads next door with like mustaches and weird haircuts. Yeah. And I'm like, what is but going on? But they're just so weird. I think that, that, I mean, I think that that's what they were going for. They want you to Maybe. be uncomfortable looking at them. Like they're not scary per se, but. But then you have like the, the colossal one, the real big muscle, like the one that you can see all his muscles. Mm-hmm. Like he looks fucking cool. Yeah. And you, the armored Titan that busts through the one wall. I mean, that, like that's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, the one that the protagonist is like turning into and controlling or whatever he's doing. I don't even know yet. It's part of reason I want to watch. It's like that one looks. Making his elephant noises. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> that one fucking is cool. So I'm like, why do all these other ones got to be fucking goofy? Yeah. I don't know. And I guess like I like the premise that like there are the, I mean. Even if they were giants or something, but like, what if they had like weapons and armor, like, and look fucking intimidating? Mm-hmm. Like that to me just validates the threat. Yeah, you know, I've got these things that are trying to wipe out in human. Even if they're just big humans, I'm cool with that. But it's you know, I don't know. I just there's there's so many cool like character creature designs you see in all different animes, and I look at this and I'm like, and that's what you went with? Yeah, it it is it is kind of weird. I, I definitely agree with you there, but. Again, like when you see them, they're just—I don't know—they're kind of. It's got to be deliberate. It's got to be deliberate. I mean, it has to be because obviously they can draw like whatever they want stuff. I mean, like. Like, I, all the protagonists look great. Their equipment looks great. I mean, yeah. um, the action is phenomenal. I mean, they actually look like they're zooming around real fast on those mm-hmm. little, with their, you know, with their rigs and stuff. So, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm cool with it. It's just, I, and that's why, part of the reason I want to, like, keep watching, because I'm like, there's got to be, at some point, we're going to get some explanation to this. Yeah. And it's got to make sense. Yeah. I there's, don't know. I mean, it's like, it's a fucked up show, though. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of, it kind of makes me think of, uh, like, Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. No, you don't. <laughs> like, I mean, um, you know, the one episode where the Titans first broke through the wall and, you know, they're trying to, like, get away and, and um, he's like, oh, we gotta go get my mom or whatever and she's stuck under the log and I'm like, all right, well, then that soldier comes and he's like, well, yeah. I'll, I'll kill this Titan and then he, like, decides not to and takes him and runs away and then they, that Titan just eats their mom and I'm like, yeah. fuck, all right. <laughs> like, no... <laughs> All right, here's going to be yeah, one that, of those. That shows. kind of shit just does not stop, man. No, like, no. Like I mean, they're like the Titan will be looking at somebody, and they're like, they're just sitting there scared to death, and there's like a person just hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, know? it's a crazy ass show, but it's uh, it's pretty good, man. Now. Every time we start talking about these, I'm like, man, I need to go back and watch this again. <laughs> I know, man. We did we did go back and watch Predator the other day. I was I was happy to finally get to see that again. I've been meaning to watch that forever. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, I mean, um, I guess we can always watch it on Friday. Yeah. Or something else. I don't know. 
Um, but I guess that's that's all tonight. We can we can wrap it up a little bit. Um, it's getting kind of late. Um, so we, uh, this weekend, I think we'll be at Math Cafe on mm-hmm. Saturday. The social mixer. social mixer, uh, which Math is a really cool place. If you guys didn't come out last time, which um, only a couple of people did, unfortunately, so check it out. I mean, it, it's uh, they've got some cool art there, and um, it's just a cool place to hang out. Um, then uh, I do want to also mention our Halloween party, which will be on Saturday the twenty seventh. Is it 27th? The Saturday before Halloween. Yeah. Either 27th or 28th. I can't remember which one. Um, but anyways, it's that Saturday. Uh, we'll be at Max. 27th. Do- yeah, we'll be at Max Stowhouse. Um, there's going to be costume competitions. Um, there's going to be a, you know, a bar up there. That space is going to be pretty much dedicated. Not pretty much. It's it's going to be ours. So there's no, we're not going to be in the middle of a restaurant. Where we kind of got our own little space yeah. to hang out and chill and have fun. You don't um, have to worry about like other people that are not cool yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, not, you know that are going to judge whatever you want to dress up as. I yeah. mean, you know, we're all going to be up there chilling and having a good time. Um, Hopefully, so, I know uh, Aaron's been advertising it a bunch in that like orc group, which yeah. is the co- one of the Cosplay, local cosplay yeah. groups. So hopefully we'll see a bunch of a bunch of them up there because I'd like to see some of these homemade cosplays in person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I'll probably I mean, just buy a cowboy hat and just call it a day. Oh my God, come on. Man. Eh, whatever. Do something, man. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> We're talking about I'm all this cosplay and you're like, man, oh, fuck all of That's away. a lot of work. I don't know. Uh, I don't Shit, know. at least just put on your Stormtrooper helmet or something. Get that motherfucker done. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll cosplay as uh, a bodybuilder and wear my posing trunks. Might be a little awkward. That would be really awkward. I don't, I don't, I don't just, know if I'd want to hang out with you all day I'll, I'm just joking. Then I'll just go home and, and watch Attack on Titan. <laughs> right. Um, we could have Attack on Titan playing there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so don't forget to, to RS, definitely RSVP on the, the event, too. Yeah. Um, It'd be nice to know about how many people we're going to have. Yeah, it helps I mean. us plan. But also, guys, just realize that, like, a lot of times, you know, I'm sure you guys understand this. When you're looking at something that you want to come out to, like, if you want to go to something, you plan on going to something, um, you're going to look at how many people are, like, said they're going. Yeah. If there's one person said they're going, you're less, you know, other people are going to be less likely to come. I so. didn't see it was like a hundred and something people were interested in it. Yeah, a lot of people were interested, um, too, but I'm like say- 20 people said they were going or something like that. Yeah, which like is pretty that, good. So, I mean, yeah. that's more than most of our events, but um, just to, to give you, you know, if you guys are in that interested category and it's like one of those things where you're 95% sure you're going to go, just go ahead and click going. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I, I didn't know this, but there is a separate button. Normally, it just the first button that appears is just interested. Mm-hmm. So if, if you meant to do going, you're going to, you know, get, go back and do that. Because I had to, yeah. it was kind of funny because I didn't say I was going. And I was like, what? I'm definitely going. Yeah. And I, I huh. guess I just missed it. So, um, yeah. So just make sure you, if you guys think you said you were going, you may only have said you were interested in going. Um, just to, because that helps us out a, a little bit. And like I said, it'll help um, ensure people are going because, you know, yeah. we want to have a good turnout. Um, but like I said, at that point, based on the numbers, that's going to be a pretty good turnout compared to what we normally see. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, uh, anything else? Questions, comments? Yeah, if you guys, uh, obviously, you know, as always, if you guys have questions, comments, you can email us at a nerd like me media at gmail.com. Messages on Facebook. Uh, again, thanks for uh, those of you that do like the uh, Facebook posts in the group. Uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, if you could share it also, that helps big time. Um, and then uh, comment too. You know, if you guys listen to the show, I really. That's one of the things, I, and if you guys have any ideas on how you would like to interact about the things we talk about, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things that I'd really like to do is if we, once we have this conversation, um, 
you know, post your thoughts or whatever your comments are. If, right. Uh, what do you think about anti-heroes or well, did you play Battlefield 4? What was your favorite vehicle? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we want to hear that kind of stuff. Have you seen Venom? Have you seen <laughs> Venom? Yeah. What did you get? You know, we obviously have the spoiler thread for stuff yeah. like that. But um, if you guys have, you know, that kind of stuff, um, comment. You know, so we can kind of discuss it, and because I mean, I'll, and if it's if it's something really cool, you know, I think uh, I'll bring it back to the table mm-hmm. the next week to, to kind of like, hey, so and so, we were talking about this last week. So and so made a really good point about this, and yeah, absolutely. Because um, I think at one point um, Scott Payne uh, mentioned Unreal when we talked about video games, we were mm-hmm. talking about competitive video gaming, and he said Unreal was the first one. Yeah, and we didn't know that, so. Um, yeah, I think we brought back the next week. I said, "Hey, you know, we were talking about, talking about competitive video gaming, and Unreal was the one that right. started it all." Um, so yeah, we you know we want to interact with you guys as much as possible. Um, and yeah, just remember, we do, I mean we we're doing this for you guys. We could have this conversation and not spend a bunch of money on recording equipment and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, Corey and I talk pretty much all day, every day, anyway. So yeah. <laughs> we have to think of things to to talk about that are going to be interesting for you guys. So if you guys have topics you want to talk about. You um, you have things that you, you want us to discuss. Let us know. If you have comments on what we've discussed, let us know. Um, we'd be happy to get back to you. And, and yeah. we're both pretty friendly guys. So. I th- uh, you are. I try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but, yeah, and the, and the other thing is I think when we get video going, I think that'll be a little bit easier for you guys to interact with because um, we will be live, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or mm-hmm. Twitch or whatever medium we decide to go live on. Right. Um, you guys will be able to join in while we're recording the show, and it might be a little hard to to discuss to have discussions back and forth without with you guys and read comments without derailing yeah. our conversation. Um, but but I mean that's something that we could like pause every once in a while and you know read in, in, in between up, yeah. topics or something or, like that. Be like oh yeah, you know, or so we could so stop you know at a certain point for Q and A you know and just yeah I mean that could be the last like fifteen minutes of the show or something yeah like that, so I mean even, you know. I think it'll help once we get to that video point where we, we might be a little easier to interact with. Um, but that's something we're definitely doing this for. You know, we want mm-hmm. to make you guys a part of this, too. Um, and we're working uh, at, at the convention. I, you know, we're going to do some interviews there. And we'll be able to bring that to you guys. Um, we've kicked around ideas for inter- people to interview and stuff, too. So we're we're working on expanding the content of, other than just me and Chris talking about uh, video games and comic books. Yeah. But, I mean, I, although I enjoy that, I think we're pretty awesome. But uh, <laughs> I think that there's other people that will that will. Well, there's other people that have perspectives, right? Yeah. We, you know, um, Chris and I cover the gamut pretty well with with knowledge um, between um, video games, tabletop games, Star Wars. I mean, we we pretty much one or the other of us has a pretty pretty good familiarity with with all those things. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, we want to bring on people that are that are experts on those things, other than. What we know. Yeah, because that's, I mean, like, I know a lot of random shit, but I'm, I wouldn't consider myself an expert in any right. of it. So, right. And, yeah, I mean, we have, a, we, that's what I'm saying. We have, awesome. we were pretty familiar. We have broad range and, you know, we, we know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Um, but I'd really like to, to get some people on and, and, and more of the people that are involved in, in the process of creating content or mm-hmm. whether they might be an author or an illustrator or something, yeah. you know. Um, like Some, said, somebody that's adding to the community would be, yeah, as always or a, a cosplayer, you know, mm-hmm. someone that does that at a high level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we're working on that too, guys. It's just taking time because we both, like Chris said, he's, he's just started a master's degree. I, I do another podcast. We both work full time. Um, we, we, we've got a lot on our plates. So um, it's a little slower process than we'd probably right. like. But we're also trying to make sure what we do is good. 
Mm-hmm. which is why you guys are not watching um, a video from a cell phone right now. Because right. we want to make sure that if we do do video, we do it right. And that it basically fits right up there with, um, you know, from a quality standpoint, right up there with the best that you'd see on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever else. Um, but we do appreciate your guys' support. We appreciate you listening every week. And uh, don't feel, don't, um, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us if there's something you want to talk about. Or if you just have comments about the way we run the show or things you'd think we could do better. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. You know, you're not going to make, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, um, we might not agree with you but i mean that doesn't mean but, you shouldn't say it well, it doesn't mean you're wrong either yeah. right i mean so it, it's something that we would like to hear if you think we could do something better um so yeah guys don't forget to uh share the podcast uh rate and review it on itunes thank you to those of you who have done that I actually went back and looked the other day and there are a few people that um that have done it so i awesome. appreciate thanks i appreciate yeah i appreciate that very much um anybody else that's listening if you guys could do it too uh we'd appreciate it um and if uh, i think that's all so uh we will catch you next week peace <laughs>